Hello, and welcome to A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience. This is the Imaginet podcast that talks all things Microsoft 365. We hope to inspire you to take a chance and disrupt your current work with new modern workplace technologies provided by the Microsoft Office 365 platform. So tune in with me on this journey. I'm your host, Jeremiah Walker, and we're going to be diving into the latest news, trends, tricks and tips, and most importantly, chatting with professionals just like you who have solved their toughest business challenges using the Office 365 platform. Hello, and welcome back to A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience. I'm your host, Jeremiah Walker, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. On today's episode, we're going to try something a little bit different than our usual interview format or just focusing on tech. What we'd like to do today is to provide a recap of the recently held Microsoft Inspire Conference virtual event. If you're not familiar with the Inspire Conference, it is a two-day event hosted by Microsoft to showcase new technology and products for all Microsoft partners. This isn't an MVP event or something specific to one technology. The Inspire Conference, unfortunately this year, or fortunately depending on your opinion, was a virtual experience. It was open globally, like we said, to all partners anywhere throughout the world. It was a two-day event with programming led by Microsoft, and what it's attempting to do is to showcase the opportunity that partners have across the entire ecosystem of Microsoft products. There are conferences for SharePoint, there's conferences for Build. Inspire is something that encompasses the entire ecosystem of Microsoft products. What they're hoping to do is showcase the ability to sell cloud-to-edge systems and, again, showcasing the commitment that Microsoft has to help its partner ecosystem thrive and grow. But what we'd like to do is not provide a recap of the entire Inspire event. There's plenty of information on the Microsoft site. We'll link to it from our Imaginet.com website for anybody that wants to read full specific information. On today's episode, what we want to do is try to highlight and recap the items that really, really stood out to us from the two days of programming. So what we hope this podcast episode will be is kind of that Cliff Notes, Coles Notes version of the two-day event. So from our perspective, the things we'd really like to highlight today are a few key announcements. One of those being the announcement of the new Windows 365 desktop service, the new benefits for for migration of applications to the Azure platform, any legacy ASP.NET apps, There's new benefits and new solutions available for migration to the new platform. For anybody that's worried about service support restrictions on legacy infrastructure and applications. Um, Some new integration was announced between the Microsoft Teams application and the Dynamics 365 application. Uh, So we'd like to showcase there. We're big proponents of that single pane of glass concept for Microsoft Teams. And last, but definitely not least, and this was an event or an announcement, I'm sorry, that was made right near the Inspire event. It wasn't in the Inspire event, but it was closely enough that we wanted to include it in this recap episode. And that announcement was, drumroll please, we have a new version of Microsoft SharePoint on-premise that was announced. So we'd like to recap, kind of deep dive through all of these four really main highlights that stood out to us from the Inspire event. So buckle in. Uh, Hopefully we can add some value to your experience and provide some listening entertainment and a recap of the two-day Microsoft event. So let's deep dive into our first topic we want to talk about today, and that is the announcement of the new Windows 365 service. 
So this is a concept that isn't new. It's an idea that Microsoft has been trying to implement from some time now, the concept of a virtual workstation, where end users have the ability to have a full capacity workstation to meet all of their specific workforce requirements, accessibility, or any other specialized workloads. Windows 365 is that answer in modern technology. It's a new way for our end users to experience Windows 10 or even Windows 11 as a true cloud service. So this means the full Windows experience, including the synchronization of apps and data settings for that user across any device, leveraging the capabilities of the Microsoft Cloud. What this will do is introduce a new category for the cloud computing space that allows us to have the concept of a new cloud PC. This cloud PC concept is going to allow us to leverage the power of the cloud and the capabilities to provide that full personalized Windows experience across multiple devices. What we're hoping to do here is give organizations a new and flexible way while still sticking to security restrictions and requirements from our traditional IT services to help service what is now this new concept of hybrid workplace experiences, right? We don't know if we're ever going to be back in the office permanently. Who knows what the future holds for our organizations? What we do know is that we need to be able to respond rapidly. Things like instant on boot to allow our users to have that cloud PC experience, the ability to stream your applications, your tools, your data. That way you have that seamless experience across multiple devices. Most importantly, what this will enable IT admins to do is really choose and have specific sizes of cloud PCs for each user, right? Allowing us controllable and predictable monthly pricing to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our business users, aligning to enterprise IT security from a management to be able to procure, deploy, and keep our users secure. The ability of Windows 365 to simplify this experience through procurement, updating, and leveraging the full capabilities of the Office 365 platform and allowing IT and organizations to respond to modern employee workplace demands. The next item we'd like to take a look at on today's episode is the new benefits for planning for legacy application migration to the Azure platform. So what has happened is Microsoft has announced new programs and extending security updates to help you streamline and simplify the migration and modernization planning for any legacy apps that you have. What Microsoft has done has rebranded the previously labeled Azure Migration Program to the new Azure Migration and Modernization Program, or AMP. What AMP is intending to do is to cover a wider breadth of migration and modernization offerings. So now we're trying to cover apps, infrastructure, data, and introducing support for the Azure Arc. What we're trying to do is allow for your web applications to have new support for migration to the Azure application services. And what we're trying to do is leverage the new Azure Migrate app containerization process to really introduce containers for your web apps. And what we're trying to do is help you migrate and modernize any existing ASP.NET applications that might be currently supported or hosted within your infrastructure. We want to allow you to migrate and modernize those in containers and have them deployed to the Azure Kubernetes service or the Azure App Service. The reason we're really encouraging this migration is to help extend support for any legacy applications you may have currently running on the Windows Server 2012 infrastructure 
and leveraging your SQL Server 2008 or 2008 R2 backend databases. We're trying to provide support for customers who might need more time to migrate and modernize their applications. And we would leverage these new ESU service items for modernizing those applications. Again, we have a dedicated custom application development practice and Azure infrastructure architects here at ImagineNet that can help support what is the best approach for modernizing your applications. So any additional information you may have related to these new support programs from Microsoft, please reach out to us through imaginet.com or on our social media feed. And we'd love to talk about the opportunities and the new support for Microsoft for modernizing and extending your security updates as you look to transition your legacy applications to the cloud. Another key announcement and something that really stays true to our collaboration and concept of how we fundamentally believe the content lifecycle works is something that supports introducing and maintaining, right? Teams as that single pane of glass, that one application that we can do all content collaboration and hopefully now a little more customer relationship management. What Microsoft announced at the Inspire event is a new integration capability with no licensing restrictions between Dynamics 365 data and the Microsoft Teams platform. So basically, whether or not your end users have a Dynamics 365 license, Microsoft has introduced the ability to have Dynamics data surfaced up within your Teams application. So now any team licensed user can see Dynamics 365 records directly within their Teams interface, right within that single pane of glass. What Microsoft's hoping to do here, and we as partners are hoping to support them with announcing this as a key item from Inspire, is really try to remove any barriers to productivity within the support and development of the customer lifecycle. We believe including this Dynamics 365 information in here will really remove those barriers and help increase productivity across sales, across delivery, again, through the support and management of the customer lifecycle. And last but not least, we definitely want to highlight something that is near and dear to the collaboration space, and that is the latest announcement of the new SharePoint on-premise server subscription edition. Uh, this new edition was announced on 720 and put into early preview mode. So we can provide a link on imaginet.com for you to go and download the preview mode. We are traditionally a SharePoint organization. Uh, it's what we leverage for our internal collaboration, communication, and business productivity. Anytime a new on-prem edition is announced, it always perks up the ears for us here at ImagineNet. So we'd like to highlight what are the benefits in this next upgrade instance. Uh, so kind of first off here from a branding perspective, we do have a brand for it. It's not going to be SharePoint 2020 or SharePoint 2022. It is labeled as the SharePoint Server Subscription Edition. And this is being marketed as the last version of SharePoint you're ever going to need. Some key benefits and what supports that stance from a marketing perspective is that Microsoft SharePoint Server SE, SE for subscription edition, is developed around the core principles of always being up to date, very similar to our SharePoint online experience where updates, uh, support packages are constantly being made. This is to support new modern infrastructures, right? And ensure we have a secure and reliable platform that we can stand our on-premise infrastructure on. Another thing to highlight is that it does introduce a lot of the more modern experience capabilities now to on-prem. So whether it's the search having the modern experience 
or now list items and libraries are now returned in a modern experience. So again, introducing some of those modern concepts to our new on-prem SE edition will be things that we'll really, really want to highlight as it continues to work, work towards general release. Things to highlight from continuous updates. With server subscription edition, no longer will we need the long, costly, major upgrade outage windows to get new features and remain in support compliance. These will happen automatically through your subscription services. One thing to note is subscription-based does require your users to have a subscription-based license to access your SharePoint on-prem service now. Uh, so that will be something to keep in mind as we roll out and make sure that we're properly aligned, again, to leverage specific workloads to user license requirements. Uh, things to highlight, why to upgrade. Now you're able to upgrade directly from any 2016 on-prem instance that you may have to the new SE edition, subscription edition. You no longer have to make that jump from SharePoint 2016 to 2019. We'd be up, able to upgrade directly to SE edition. And again, leverage that new infrastructure, new hybrid type of approach. With this new upgrade, we are able to leverage the new capabilities of Windows Server 2022 right? So that way we don't have to worry about any lack of service or subscriptions coming to an end. It also incorporates support for TLS 1.3 to make sure that the internet's most recent security protocols are enabled within your on-premise infrastructure. So again, ensuring that data is encrypted and providing a secure channel between the two endpoints leveraging TLS 1.3. And like we highlighted, the new modern design is going to be included in this new edition. So that way your on-prem experience is designed just for you and your organization, right? So what we're trying to do there is bridge that gap of the capabilities of full custom on-prem and the servers and support of continuous update security protocols provided with the SharePoint online platform. So wrapping up the Inspire event, those are the four items that really highlighted the conference to us from an Imaginet perspective. Again, there was a lot of other information shared. What we've tried to do is recap the items that we think really bubble up for the collaboration, communication, and most importantly, right, that kind of SharePoint Office 365 modern experience. If you do have any questions or would like any other information about anything we discussed today, again, we're always available on our social media channels. You can reach us through Imaginet.com website or shoot me an email at jeremiahw at Imaginet.com. And once again, we thank you for your time today, and we look forward to seeing you on future episodes on A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience. So thank you for joining us today on this episode of A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience. We appreciate your time and you sticking with us through this conversation. We hope you found value in the content, and we look forward to you joining us for future episodes. If you did find content, the best thing you could do to show us that you see value in the content we're creating is always to subscribe, like, and share with your colleagues. We do want to keep this conversation going. So if you do have any follow-up questions, want to continue a deeper dive in any of the topics we talked about in today's episode, don't hesitate to reach out to us through our website, on our social media channels, or you can email me directly at jeremiahw at imaginet.com. Once again, we thank you for your time, and we look forward to joining you on future episodes on A Day in the Life of the Modern Experience.